This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry. This is the York Ebor Meeting Preview Special. This is the podcast that isn't totally shit. And joining me this evening to give you our very best bets for this week, as well as going through all the top action and interesting stats and stuff we might have, um, it is John Lang and Andy Richmond. Good evening, chaps. Good evening. Evening, Lee. Evening. We're 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 ready. We're, we're, I can honestly say this is one of the best uh, e-ball meetings um, uh, in in memory in terms of depth of quality, lots of good racing, and certainly uh, my three bets. Uh, I've, I'm as confident as I've ever been going into a York Festival with the clock of the course. William Darby producing some fantastic lush good to firm ground uh nice going stick reading uh of 7.3 today we might get four millimeters of rain tonight that's that's probably more likely than not but the good thing is the clerk himself has stated that if the rain doesn't materialize uh, he'll put two millimeters on in the morning uh just to just to freshen it up if the um if the rain does arrive then he won't have to do anything so that what a refreshing clock uh, we've got in William Darby compared to the idiots uh, at Newmarket and Sandown that we have to put up with uh, most of the summer. Anyway, that's for another show. We're going to go on to best bets straight away, and I'm intrigued uh, what you two's come up with. This is our home meeting, and um, we, we can't let punters down. Andy, I'm coming to you first of all for your third best bet of the week. Right, okay. Well, we're going to go. We do love a handicap, and they're all in handicaps. All my bets are in handicaps. I do like a handicap, although the quality is uh, is there. Uh, we're going to go to the Clipper Logistics, first of all. No, no not going to be a surprise there, is it? And I think probably people can probably guess which one I'm going to go with, because uh, it's going to be a David O'Mara horse, uh, yes. who was very, very, un- although he scooped, the big mile handicap at, uh, at Goodwood with Orban. And I think Orban is going to run in this race as well. I'm going to go with Blue for You, who has nicely waited. He's been a winner waiting to happen all year. Uh, he was second of four here in a race, which probably wasn't run to suit, to be honest with you. Um, that was on the 22nd of July. Uh, he's had a couple of looks at this course before. He was, he's also a runner up here in the 9th of July. But it's the run last time out in the um, Coral Golden Mile, I should give it its correct title now, which puts him on a different plane. It just didn't get any luck in running there. Often happens when the, the idiot takes away the cutaway, which should be there all the time at Goodwood. And um, it was, um, I think he would have, I think he would have won. Uh, didn't get a clear run. This race sets up perfectly for him. Mr. O'Mara has a very good record in this race as well. He's won this, uh, he's won two of the last nine renewals. Uh, I think he's a little bit worried about the draw in one, but 19 of the last 26 winners were drawn no higher than 11, and 14 of the last 15 winners had a top three finish within their last three starts. So he fits all the sort of trends and patterns he sings. Blue for you. I'll have a point on. I think there was still some eight to one knocking around with. Uh, the end time was it end time boys coral and abrooks now but it might have actually gone but i would take a little bit lower but a, a point win sort of around the seven to one mark will do fine blue for you in the clipper logistics three o'clock on thursday eight to one available with coral and labrooks and uh, i i totally agree with you andy um it's a it's a it's a bit of a plum i know what one sometimes and that might not be an advantage for a horse that that sort of doesn't doesn't pop ping the lids and 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 Mm. get on with it but nevertheless you want to be there rather than install 15 or 16 and like you rightly pointed out with the stats that the mile trip is very advantageous um, for, for sort of like lower figure draws. So even if even if you back him, I think you'd probably be able to treat if you're of that ilk, you'll be able to trade him quite nicely in running because he doesn't have travel like travels like the wrath of God. Uh, like the a travelly thing, yes. Yeah, he's one of um, 
is one of eight entries for this race where by David O'Mara. So they obviously want to win it. And they, as I say, they've won it a few times as well. So he does target this race. And uh, yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's certainly worth a point. Good stuff. John, I'm coming to you for your third best. My third best is also in a handicap. This is in the Skybet handicap, the first race on Friday, the 150. And it is Lord Protector. Might not get the trip. He's not ready to get it, but he's dropped a few hints that he wants it. Especially so last time when he was finishing a good effect, despite having to wait for a run after being parked wide most of the way in the Chesterfield Cup. Hard to see him not figuring here. I think he's one of few that might be going forward in the race. Doesn't mind some digging the ground, so I'm not even asking for thunderstorm arrives, although it might upset me for later in the week. Yeah, um, one point win. Good stuff. One point win. Lord Protector. I've got a, uh, I've got a positive here in my uh, tracker as well for from that run at Goodwood to to back up John's thoughts there. And like John, I'm just not quite sure about the the trip for him he has got he's got an entry later in the week over a mile and a quarter uh in the same him again at a man and a quarter with a strong yeah run got, it's in that last race on saturday john in the sky yeah. Bet finale that he's got an entry. it'll be interesting to see where they run him he's certainly an interesting horse mm-hmm. yeah no the, the train driver in the saddle for raven yeah. ralph and a, a, a juicy 12 to 1 you definitely one point win john yeah yeah yeah, on the nose uh, for John's third best bet, Lord Protector. Uh, both highlighted there by John and Andy in terms of uh, a, a positive run wherever he turns up. So that's one uh, for you for you guys there. My third best goes on the Thursday. Uh, it's in the sales race, the two twenty-five, uh, the the big Weatherby's. Um, no, that's, that's can't be. That can't be. That's that's that. I'm on Friday. I, I was looking at the Lonsdale Cup there. Um, anyway, it's, it's the it's the uh, uh, the Goffs uh, yearling race, the two hundred fifty thousand uh, pounds added uh, at sales race, and it's clear to me that R- Richard Annan is one of the king of the sales races. We've seen this uh, throughout the years, and I think this has been absolutely targeted and laid out for the race. You can tell that with the 95 day absence, they've sidestepped all the all the festivals. All the this horse could have run at Ascot, it could have run at Newmarket, uh, it, could, it could have run in, run anywhere. Um, real good physical stamp of a horse. This I was very impressed with this at Ripon uh, from a physical standpoint. I thought, geez, you have got some bulk and some size about you. The last place I'd have probably took the horse was Ripon. Um, he's beat to Goodwood and Ripon. And um, the undulations at Ripon, I don't think he liked. He, he missed the break. He, he got a little bit hampered at the start. He was always on the back foot. And he came through really strongly under under Flapper Joe. And no pressure, no whip, no nothing. And really did some really good late sectionals. Uh, broke, broke 11 seconds, did 11 seconds, and then was really strong on top at the finish. And... It was a good performance, a real solid performance, and I put it in my in my notes. I'm thinking this horse could win uh, something nice, maybe maybe listed class even. That's why I was I was thinking I thought, I thought this horse is a really good horse, and I just find it interesting that they've, like I said, given the horse a break and now bringing it back very fresh into this sales race from an absolute plum draw um, in, in, in stall seven. I think, I think that's a great place to be in a 19 runner field at York. Just, you, you know, you, you, you've got plenty of options there. And, um, yeah, I really, really think this horse has got a very, very big chance. Yes. I know it's market leader. Um, but, but I, I still think the horse's value at nine to two generally available. And that's where my uh, one point win is going for the yogurt cannon. And uh, Midland Park Racing uh, to get me off to a flyer. Okay, John, I'm going to swing it back round to you for number two. Uh, it's a bit boring, really, this, because um, everybody knows what we think of this house. This is Solcombe in the Melrose. <laughs> um, I mean, he was just really unlucky last time, probably out there were one. He's going up £10, I don't think that will matter a jot. I don't, I'm not too worried about the trip or anything there. I mean, everybody's seen him. Um, I, I just think six to ones are still a very good price about him against these. Let me just let me just check the prices as, as as we speak. So I want to uh, make sure that we're all on at the best prices. I think we can do a little bit better than that. Could be wrong. 
I'll say a fair price is um, I would say 13 to 2 available with Skybet, John. So that's that's what I'm going to give you. Um, for your, for your t- and that, that, yeah, there is sevens with Coral, but they're that bad. You know, I mean, th- 13 to 2 Skybet's a fair price. I can see this horse going off a lot shorter, John. Um, like you say, very unlucky. I think they're having a far poke against Michelle. Yeah, I think I could see the machine price on the day, sort of around 4.1, mm-hmm. 4.2, that kind of price. You're not going to get bigger than that. That's the good, the upside with this bet. You're not going to get any bigger on the day with Solcom. So you may as well take it now. Uh, I know obviously you lose your money if it if it doesn't run, but it's going to run. Um, so yeah, so Solcom, uh, a very good selection from John um, for his second best at two points. Okay then, well I'll just I'll just make this a, a quick round. It's a klaxon. Uh, Solcom is my second best better than me. Uh, obviously, I was I was people that listen to the show regularly will know I was uh, on the floor at Goodwood. I had a lot of money on this horse at Goodwood um, in the handicap. It, it missed the break. It did everything wrong. There's no pace. Secret State is is one of the favourites for the uh, the voltager. So. Yeah, it shows you the sort of level of, the, of what we're looking at. Uh, it'll definitely reverse the form with the third horse in the race in Vanette. It's one of them. You just need a little bit of looking running for once in my life this season. Uh, it'd be nice to, to have, a, have a dream trip for once and then start shouting and, and you know, and swinging it around like an helicopter uh, from three out as, 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 as it's absolutely there on the Billy Idol just in behind the front runners making ground. That's what scenario we want, bastards. And it's a klaxon bet, so that's my bet as well. Two points win at the 13-2 Sky bet. I am already on it. Um, I've managed to get the agents on it today, so that that, that I'm, I'm yeah, and I will I won't be afraid to top up if the price does hold uh, throughout the week. So that's where me and John are at Sulkham for the shirt uh, on Saturday uh, to finish the uh, the meeting with a bang, hopefully uh, for me and John. Andy, your second best. Right, we're going uh, two year old nursery, which is an unusual bet for me, but um, I was very keen on a horse of the uh, friend of the scaffolder the other week uh, have secret and i couldn't believe the price this thing went off at uh, at haydock when it won it was doing really unlucky at pontefract the time before against the pace bias and the horse that it beat indian dream was probably the cause of the drift on that day but i was impressed with the way this one moved through the field they backed it in the five to two favorite it won the previous money previous race at epsom at 11 to one uh, really nicely balanced horse. Actually looked, I mean, it traded 1.2, and at the furlong pole, you thought this. I thought I'd done me conkers on Have Secret, but um, Have Secret beat this, and this uh, Indian Dream looks a good horse. He was say finished second there, improved again. That was his nursery debut. Showed a really good turn of foot through the middle of the race. He was actually clear until he was collared right late on near the near the finish. He's off the same mark here. They've managed to run him off the same mark of 82. Um, he's around, I think I wrote the price down, I think he's around a, about a six to one chance. I think that's a really good bet. Two points on Indian Dream in the 4.45 on Thursday. Cracking bet. I, I do like that. I, 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 2.6 to one, yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from with that. Sorry, interesting run of this because... I backed him on debut after getting a tip for him, Andy, and he, he got beat by. I think it was. I think it was one of the kilts to make me sick. You know, <laughs> like you know, like because it was. It was one of the kilts. Uh, yeah, centre court the beating. And 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 I felt a little bit ill after the race, but but I, I saw the promise in it, and I, I like I like the horse physically, and I saw a lot of promise in it. And then he he, he went bananas and pulled. Uh, he missed the break and pulled hard and did everything wrong next time out. That was, at, that was at that was at Chelmsford on the all weather and he just didn't they just didn't like it. In fact, he was yeah. And then he won at Epsom, but it, it factored into that run. And then the run at Haydock. I say if you if you like your trades as I do, um, yeah. You, you know you could trade blue for you the first one, and I'm sure this will travel. I'm absolutely convinced this will travel. It, it travelled like an absolute dream at Haydock. Um, and meaning it, and if it acts at Haydock, it means it can act on any ground because you've probably run on three different types of ground in one race there. 
a very solid choice, if I'm, I may say so. Yes, I, I really, I really, really like that selection. I like the focus. I really like the winner. Have secret. I really. And I, I know. Yeah, it was a good, 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 good tip that the other week. Um, uh, for you on the on the uh, Friday show, uh, yep. Andy Andy put it up uh, for the uh, uh, the Sky Bet series. Unfortunately, three to one, and the bugger went and won at sixes. <laughs> Yeah, big big drift and no bo- no bog for bastards, but that's good for us because we're all trying to catch her in the naps table. <laughs> so it's win, 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 I'm win, going on holiday after this. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> quitting for the year and pulling up stamps. Right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Try and beat a forty percent ROI. It's going to be a no show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you've already qualified. I think I, I think I've said it. Everybody, but I think it's about 48 points. I've said I've, I've had enough runs, have I? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've it's 48 points. You must right, do what they do in that story. Adam Norman can fuck off when he when he comes off trying to trying to nick it at the end with the yeah, well, somebody be putting something stupid up in that 50s. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. You're, you're in you're in pole position and <laughs> be very difficult to knock off at the moment. But I know Lengi Lengi always comes up with these big, no, I've no, seen Lengi so doing it time and time again. 33s, Leng loves a 33s and 50s puck, and I've seen him pull it up time after time after time. As long as Franks don't win, because I, I like, <laughs> that's all I'm bothered about. Um, <laughs> anyway, onto the onto the the, the field goals. Uh, you know, this is our best bets of the week, and I'm gonna kick us off um, to get us flying because this bet in particular is one of my best bets in a long time. I have I have I've already sort of stakes uh, got the commission people on it I'm, I'm happy at the price at the moment as well 520 york tomorrow uh, the sky bet nursery handicap at 19 runner field and you'll think i've gone mad uh, to say to say that such a horse is such a good bet but streets of gold of eve johnson houghton this is just absolutely superb um eight to one uh, is available. They're at the fifteen to two, seven to one, um, you know, whatever. But eight to one in, in for for pod recording purposes. Um, this also missed the break on debut. Um, looked at, looked quite green, to be fair. If you watch the horse win, I know it didn't probably beat that much, um, which is why it went off a big price next time when it won again. Um, but the way it did it was so so impressive. Um, it just absolutely won. It was it was trying to hang left, and Charles Bishop was 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 really heavy on his right, you know, on his on his left hand to stop the horse from hanging left. Um, you could see how green it was. Then at Newmarket last time, Georgia Derby took over, and what's interesting is the race. Really, it was very impressive. Again, not I don't think it was all out. It gave a, a whopping ten pounds to the runner-up Juliet Sierra. Very, 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 very uh, big filly. This Juliet Sierra. Um, she she bolted up next time. She's also got very big entries. She's entering the Chevrolet Park, the Rockville, and the Phillies Mile. Consider the the uh, the, the size of of, of Juliet Sierra um, and the, the physicalities and everything else. I'm not saying that Juliet Sierra um, is worse than Streets of Gold in terms of. Uh, uh, performance obviously Juliet Sierra will improve a lot um but it's strong form Manny too uh the third horse he's very highly regarded of Archie Watson um that that was went off well fancy on debut ran to 80 again holds the form down the fifth horse Tostado uh trained by Andrew Balding beat Cold Case at Chester um uh, you know by half a length well Cold Case um that's 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 entered in the gym crack uh the Mill Reef the Middle Park. Um, this is this this is the real deal. Uh, this is off 92, uh, and, and some people say well, that's quite a high mark. No, it's not. Um, this horse has entered the Mill Reef, so Eva's put her in the Mill Reef at Newbury on the 17th of September. Um, this horse is a really really good horse. It's going to take plum drawing stall five. It's going to take a very very good performance to beat this. I am very confident. This horse should be favourite without a, without a shadow of a doubt. This horse should be market leader around the seven to two mark, eight to one, fifteen to two, ridiculous. Um, I, I, and because of the place terms, five and six places that the bookmakers are paying, this is why I made it. This is my bet, best bet of the week. So it's it's a wanker bet, one point five points each way because of the place terms. I don't I, unless this horse has belly ache. 
this is not going to be out of the six or, or five. No, no chance. So, so streets of gold. Plow in, folks, and enjoy. That's my three points to kick off the round. Andy, coming to you. I don't know. What do you get if you um, if we're a triple klaxon? Because <laughs> you know where I'm going. Is this Sulkin? Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah. It, it sort of is. It sort of is. I've had to, I've had to go a little bit wankerish here. Um, not each way on that because there's another one I really fancy in the race as well. Um, but Sulkin, yeah. I mean, c- can I just read you what I wrote about? Sulkham last time out. I write sure. a weekly column, um, which has been pretty successful this year. Um, it's all based around horses which run well against the bias. Obviously, our friend Sulkham did last time out, and I've been following him ever since you boys putting him up. But um, I put moving forward to Wednesday, the opening three-year-old handicap has been won by some smart types of the last 10 years, notably subsequent Group 1 winner Pethers Moon in 2013, as well as Group 2 winners Dartmouth in 2015 and Sir Ron Priestley in 2019. This year's winner Secret State could well be in the same mode, with entries in the Great Voltage at York and the St Ledger, a race that Godolphin slash Charlie Appleby hold a very strong hand in now. Once again, it paid to be on or near the pace, and fourth place Solcombe hardly helped his cause with a slow start, a common trait in all these outings bar one, which is just something to watch out for. Um, and then having to contend with a rather staccato gallop which with which to quicken into the pace off, uh, quicken into the race off, and that's never easy. The winner of his two previous races traded a little, traded above his Betfair starting price on both occasions. There's no doubt this son of Frankel is a talented individual and he's likely to stay further and look far more capable of a strong gallop. I'm certain there's more to come from him. It's not stretching the imagination to suggest it will play a big part in the Melrose this year. A trainer, a trainer, his trainer, William Haggis, the shirt, has had success in winning the Junior Evo in 2012 and most recently in 2019 with Hamish. Don't think I need to say any more, lads, because I think you've said it already. So Solcombe is half of the, the three points. And the other half that I want to uh, use up on the other three points is on the person who has won it the last two years, Andrew Balding, who runs uh, Soul Stopper. He's won it with Coltrane in 2020 and Valley Ford in 2021. So just to interrupt of, you, Andy, yeah. if that wins, that, that will stop me and my, mine and John's souls. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, but probably. I think it might be the first triple one. I was sitting here chuckling when you were sort of putting it up there. I was like, oh, shit, what are we going to do here? But I'm not yeah. stopping. And I've always had this horse in mind. But the soul stopper I've had in mind as well. I mean, if he didn't win any of his three races last term, but it was only beaten a neck by the anti-post favourite for the St. Ledger New London over 10 furlongs at Newmarket last autumn. Um, I think he's been much better since he's been gilded this uh, since gilded this horse. I mean, the, the race he won last time out was a tin pot race, but the trainer's got such a good record in this race. I couldn't leave him out. So I'm going to split my three points. Um, I have, like yourself, already back Solcombe. Uh, and I will be back in Soul Stopper as well. So one and a half points on each. Nice little split slate betting. Possibly, I think it's probably one of, if not my favourite flat race of the year, along with uh, my good friend Lydia Hislop at the Melrose. So one and a half points on each. Solcombe and Soul Stopper. Cracking stuff, Andy. So we have a, a tremendous klaxon, absolute. <laughs> I don't know what that is, is it? I, 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 don't, I can't remember. I can't remember all panelists tipping the same horse on a shirt. The producers <laughs> nodded. Oh yeah, I can actually. We did it. Yes, he happened once before. Did he? Uh, thank you, thank you, producer. Uh, and once before, myself, John, and Fry tipped it. It was dropped the anchor that won at ten to one at um, the left. Oh, Do you remember it, John? Yeah. Yeah. So we, so the last time that happened was drop the anchor and that one at tens the the JP. No, no pressure then. So there we go. So Sulcum, yeah, fuck Stoll, Soul Stopper, fuck you. It, it's it's Sulcum. <laughs> it's Sulcum all the way. I'm going to do the forecast as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so, so I, I love this uh, brilliant stuff. Now it's his home track. He loves this meeting. Does John? John, your field goal for the week. I think this is fairly straightforward, to be honest. It's in the 4.10 on Thursday, the Gold Tree Stakes. And it sadly, it's another one for the shirt, Golden Lira. I think um, this one looks far and away the one with most potential in this race. It's a powerful yard. He's got plenty of fillies he could have targeted at the race. 
this one has the potential to rate much higher, I think. Plenty of these need to improve to catch her up. And as I say, I think she's going to go forward at a rate and not to start them. I was really impressed with the debut last year when she looked far from the finished article. And then when she ran behind Stay Alert at uh, Newbury, I thought she looked dreadful to say she was heavily back five to four favourite. Yeah. Whether she'd had a growth spurt or what, but there was daylight in all the wrong places. She looked angular and uh, she really pulled together after that race. This will not just win. I think this will win impressively. Three wow. points win. Wow. Yeah. So, so you looked her at you looked at her at Newbridge on in the in the Abingdon, mm. um, that formerly the Bally McCall, a friend of yours, Peter Reynolds. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I, I was impressed by the winner that day. Stay alert. Um, but that did a lot right. Golden Lyra still sent like like a project, if you like. But it's just in, so, so that that was the day you noted her that she didn't look look that right to you. I was I was amazed she was afraid she was to be honest because normally they don't miss well you know I mean usually when Agathosis are solidly backed they look the part the act of the part in a race this didn't look the part ran ready immaturely um, was changing her legs a lot she really didn't know the time of day I get that because I think it, it, she looked all over in Oaks really as a, as a two year old you know. And I get the impression with her not getting going till later this year that he's probably had to back off her a bit, whether she's had a growth spurt or what, I don't know. But she looked the tight that had sort of grown in some wrong areas, if you like, and lost her shape a bit. And mm. then same at the time after, I thought, well, that's going to well the good. I mean, obviously, she had to waltz up in that. But I think, I think this autumn she could be a serious, serious filly in it. I, I, I think she'll absolutely hammer these. Love this, John. Love it. Lo- absolutely love it. I, lo- I love your angle. Uh, obviously, you know what I think when you mention, especially something to do with phys- physical uh, physicality with horses, paddock appearance and stuff. Uh, I, I've I've not seen anyone finer in the game. I'm not blowing smoke up you much, but you know I, I do respect what you say. So, Golden Lyra, that's interesting for the Galtries because this year. That the Galtry is probably for most people listening to the, listening to this pod or or working out. It's probably one of the most difficult races to solve at York. Is you know there's a lot of fill- unexposed fillies, and with you sort of like confidently uh, striding forward, I think that um, that that would sway me no end uh, to back Golden Lyra. So three points at three to one, John on the nose. Love it. Love the nap and love the reasoning. Brilliant, John and Andy. I absolutely love uh, discussing the best bets there. Some really good selections, really, really good. I've got a confident feel this year for us. Um, so I, I appreciate both your contributions so far. Uh, we'll go on to um, previewing uh, some of the big races. Then we'll finish the show with uh, discussing, you know, any other bits, any interesting bits. Cause I know Andy, Andy's always got lots of interesting sort of statistics and stuff and, and other fancy, other, other fancies that we might have, put in the three but didn't quite make it etc but we'll look at the big races first because i know that a lot of you will be will be uh, looking forward to this meet and thinking right what what do they think in in the big race or this race so we'll look at we'll go on the uh, the wednesday uh we'll look at the uh, voltager first of all uh, which i think is a really really poor voltager i, I thought secret state to be favorite is you know, it says it all really. Had the run of the race at Ascot, had the run of the race at Goodwood last time. Thoughts on the voltage chaps? I was really interested in ACAL, um, given the improvement for going up to 10. I thought there was further improvement to come at 12. But when I was interested in ACAL, it was 10 to 1 before the weekend. He's 7 to 2 now. I, I just couldn't be asked for the bet in the race, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, like Walk, walk of Stars. Um, I've always thought would be a very nice horse, but obviously temperaments held him back. He held him again, didn't he? Yeah, we said he needs gelding twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it's a sh- if the ground had come up a little bit softer, I'd have been, I'd have said El Bodygon. It's it's a bit an insulting price at fourteen to one mm. because uh, you know thir- uh, third in a, in, a, in a French Derby. Um, you know, it was sec- uh, sorry, sec- sorry, second in a, in a French derby to Vedeni, and then third to an Esther when conditions were fairly quick that day as well at um, 
at Longchamp. Um, they, they give it out as good to soft. It wasn't good to soft. They, they were nearly hitting standard. Um, so so it was probably nice ground. And it ran, it ran fairly well. You know, I, I don't think El Bodigon should be probably that sort of price uh, in, in what looks a weak-looking uh, dancer. If you were to play, wouldn't you be sending him to Germany and running him in the grosser priest, Van Baden, Van Baden, Van Baden, Van Baden? Baron von Munchausen. Yeah. Um, He's tailor-made for it, isn't he? Yeah. Absolutely, I, John. This is it. I mean, I mean, I don't know what goes through the mind of these people. I mean, but then again, James Ferguson's probably come here and thought, well, there's thunderstorms forecast this that, and they're probably absolutely sick that we've had no rainfall. And I sit here right now, um, and I look outside. There's still no rain. Um, they keep predicting rain tonight, but it's yet to materialise. Um, we'll send him a jar of all except for the Ava. Yeah, um, but anyway, we'll see what happens on that. But but yeah, El Bodigon might just be a bit insulting at 14. Andy, any view on this? I, I thought the same as you. The, the, the price on just always heavily price influenced in my own prices, which I still do. Uh, although I tend to factor in sort of things like run styles, et cetera, et cetera, which makes them look a bit strange sometimes, but are very useful for in-running betting and stuff like that. Um, and relating, you know, prices to run styles. Uh, yeah, I thought he was, but I, it's just the ground that slightly puts me off. He might get away with it. Uh, I, Cal, I know they got held up in the spring with him and they you know, obviously couldn't run him. And I say, I think it would probably looked a little bit short when they, uh, when he went to Ascot, um, Secret state, obviously, we'd like to see him win for the fact that it would bolster absolutely, um, yeah, pieces of form. But yeah, it wasn't a race that I was desperate to get involved in. Um, I'd be happy to watch it, I suppose. If there was, if I was going to have a small play, I might take a chance on our bodyguard, as you say. The, the price is well, it's out, it's out of line to my way of thinking, yeah. I, 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 I'd be quite happy to, 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 to chuck, a, chuck a bullseye um, yeah. at El Bodygon, watch the race and, and eat a pork pie or something like that. Wow. Um, <laughs> anyway, on to the Judamont International, um, a, a, a race that is one of my favourite races in the calendar. You know, I mean, sometimes we have competitive fields, other times we don't. Um, this is probably the t- one of the times we don't. And I, I, it's interesting to see this week the racing post pundits and, and writers are, are kind of against Baid and trying to tip up Mishrif and things like that. The problem I've got here is Mishrif might just be de- de- uh, developing a bit of temperament. He missed the break at Sandown when second to Vedeni, a very unlucky loser. Um, he missed the break badly last time. Um, and that's usually a horse that's maybe had one or two many battle scars. And, you know, this horse has had some hard races in his career so far. Maybe he's finally thinking, I'm a bit bored with it. Um, so the problem with this race for me is, um, if you take four to nine by Eid, um, it will be a bad bet if Mishrif doesn't miss the break, but it will be a tremendous bet if Mishrif misses it by eight. So so it's a, it's, a, it's a very, it's a tricky, you know, there's no point advising a bet because, as I said, the four to nine won't be very appealing if Mishrif comes out, because we know Mishrif can run to, you know, 124, 125, Baid's 128. So where's the value in four to nine? Um, so especially at his first try at a mile and a quarter. So so th- th- there's two ways of looking at it, but how can you back Mishrif on, on his last two efforts, Jack? I don't think you can. I mean, it, 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 you know, I, the the problem is you, you you're watching you you nerve nerved up at the stalls. The last two starts for me say that Mishrif maybe just be falling out of love with the game. I'm I'm a harsh I'm a harsh critic because I mean I backed Mishrif in the Eclipse. I cu- I couldn't believe the price of seven to one. But how is this sevens? And and it and it and it would have won with with any kind of ride and run. It would have won. But but again, you know, missed the kick and then it was terrible. Ascot. It really did lose a lot of ground. That that to me is it, that's a horse saying I can't be asked. Um, and 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 to be taken, you know, then you're against the the best horse in the world currently uh, in Baid. I, I don't I, I don't know what's right or wrong. It's one of them. Like I say, you take four to nine Baid. If Mishrif breaks, your four to nine looks terrible. 
that it probably should be four to six, eight to eleven Baid if Mishrif comes out. Um, if Mishrif doesn't come out, then Baid's one to seven, one to eight, one to nine. It's belly ache time. So it's a bit of a boring race for me. Thoughts, chaps? Um, I've got a couple. I, I did read a, a, just to give a big up to someone I follow on Twitter, uh, the, uh, the bearded jockey. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, wrote, he's written a very good piece um, um, on it. I think if you find, well, if you look up the, the Bearded Jockey or at the Bearded Jockey on uh, Twitter, uh, to buy Eid or not to buy Eid. And it's probably one of the best pieces I've I've read this week. Better than some of the trash in the racing post, anyhow. Um, but, um, and it's a, a balanced argument. And he, he sort of comes down on the side of a fascinating one of high definition. Um, although he's stronger on native trail, but like you, Lee, you mentions Mishriff and not, not. I think if I was going to play in the race, I'd probably be having to delve into the without favourite market. And it, surely then the play is to lay Mishriff in that market and keep native trail and high definition on your side. But, but yeah, because if, if that does a that does an Amlet advert and yeah. and you know and, and it comes out thirty lengths behind this time, yeah. you know, like you say, you you've got an absolutely brilliant bet. So like everything then becomes value. That's why Mishrif, I think, it involves, if Mishrif completely just misses it and can't be asked, then everything in the race is value, everything. So so I agree. I like his points. Yeah, it's yeah, why I've read it. Read, but... that, read that piece. It's, it's very well put together, very readable. Take you about five minutes to read it. Make some very good points. Yeah. Thoroughly recommend it. Always like to read other people's views or sense of other people's views, and this certainly is. And, um, yeah, I thought it sort of made me think, and I thought, well, that's a way of getting into this race. And I think if you're looking at the without favourite market with bookmakers, and there is already a without favourite market, a without Baid market, I should say, on um, it's about four, yeah, Mishrif is about seven to four on with the books. Um, and nine, to, if you wanted to, or if you wanted to be a backer, you could be nine to four with native trail and about 16's high definition. So interesting one there. See how it works out. But, you know, sometimes you you, you don't want to look in the, the obvious markets. You want to look in the, the sort of the suboptimal markets. And that's probably the way I'd look at it. If you wanted to oppose mystery, if you don't want to be laying him at five, six to one in the wind market, but laying him without by eat is probably if he does go and, Technically, finish second or win the race. It's a lot less. It's a lot less painful. Indeed, 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 indeed. John, your thoughts. There's 27 other races. You don't need to be piddling about deciding whether else he's going to jump or not. No, it's, pork, it's, it's pork pie. Um, it's it's pork pie pit and um and yeah, peanut, Pinot Grigio, <laughs> eight pounder bottle stuff. Uh, duck liver and orange pate, Scotch eggs. Um, Greg's sausage rolls, that that kind of snack, that kind of snack race. Actually, actually I'm, I'm bringing some scotch eggs down, freshly made today. Butchers. <laughs> You'll be in bigger than Giacomo soon. <laughs> We're in trouble this week. Um, okay, right. So we move on to Thursday. Um, we've got uh, obviously it's Darley Yorkshire Oaks, but we'll have a look at the Lowther and the Yorkshire Oaks on the Thursday. Um, the Lowther. Um, I just think it's cut and dried. I would have preferred a better draw than one for dramatised. Um, it's boring. I'm not. I, I can't advocate a bet. It's eleven to ten. She's eleven to ten. But Carl Burke's made no secret about her. She, she's, you know, she, she's the, the best, the best, the quickest filly he's ever ever had. The quickest. He, he even said the quickest he's ever had. So I, I just, I can't, I can't really waste time opposing her. Thoughts? Sam, Andy. Two-year-old, I only like two-year-olds in nurseries. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like two-year-old handicaps, I like, but the, the rest yeah. of it, I'll, I'll watch them. But the, the one thing would be, is she in store one? Yeah. I really don't like, I really hate that draw on the, uh, at York on a on a straight track. It, I, it, I really it, dislike that draw. I just think yeah. get horribly isolated from it. It's not a good draw. Um, if you know, if she was sort of four or five to one, I'd be prepared to take a chance or you know, a sprint handicapper. But 11 to 10, no thanks. As John says, there's uh, 27 other races, so I can afford to leave this one alone. Agreed. Um, and 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 for those of you opposing dramatized at the prices, uh, you've got the hope that obviously she's up in trip, and if if she's a lot of daylight, you know, she's used to run at five furlong paces now six furlongs though to be fair she has been very strong at the end of her races over five so i don't see a problem there 
but like Andy says, um, I would have not preferred. I would have loved a middle draw where she can just yeah. take a lead, and and then just and then and then and then come through. So yeah, uh, we'll probably give that a port pie race as well. Um, uh, the three thirty-five <laughs> bigger than Giacomo. So. Yeah, yeah, we're getting bigger. We're getting big. We're going to get big as the week goes on. And uh, three thirty-five York is the Darley Yorkshire Oaks. Uh, this is a good race, really. So, so, like sometimes these races, you can have a one to five favourite, and you know it's nice to see that the field is full of fillies. We've got a French challenger in Raclette that was promising last year, and obviously wanted a trip. Um, she's improved, but I'm not sure she's up to this standard. La Petite Coco mm. uh, was on my shortlist, but but you know the the quick ground might might be a worry there. Um, that'd be, it'd be the quickest she's run on. Um, I was against Magical Lagoon because I don't think she's any good, uh, well, in terms of this level. Uh, Tuesday, I, I thought was a bit of value into uh, over Magical Lagoon because I think she's a, she's a, a better filly. I think, I think the Oaks win is, is better form. Um, I know Emily Upjohn disappointed in the King George, but but that aside, I prefer the three year old fillies this year to the Colts. Um, so I'm not. I'm not that obsessed that uh, the three-year-olds are no good. Um, I think Tuesday, a bit of value at 92. And Alpinista, that's obviously the uh, European globe trotter, uh, really good mare. Uh, mm. She sets the standard at twos. Any thoughts here, chaps? Well, it's a it's a fascinating contest, isn't it? I mean, there's four last-time-out winners. Three of them were at Group 1 level and one at Group 2. So I don't think you can moan about the quality. No, it's brilliant. I that love, is, I love a, that is a really good race. I mean, Tuesday must be as tough as old boots. I mean, she had five races earlier in the year, four classics between the 27th of March and the 25th of June. I mean, good, good honour having a bit of holiday with the hooves up. I should think uh, she probably needs it. I think, yeah, her form is is pretty decent. I'm fascinated by this La Petite Coco with Paddy Toomey. He also holds the he has the favourite with the uh, Ebor favourite as well. His strike rate is off the charts in, in the carrots. Yeah, the carrots. carrots you got some um, quality carrots. Yeah, it, it's one of those races you you sort of want to get involved with, but at the same time you want to watch and enjoy. Does that sound a little bit strange? No, you know, I, I find more easy. and more these days that I can. You know that more and more of my punting is done at, at, at a sort of lower, you know, the lower level stuff, and the 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 bigger races I just like to sit and enjoy sometimes. And uh, like you, Magical Lagoon would have a little bit of a question mark. The one I find myself drawn to is La Petite Coco, but again, the ground just slightly worries me. Tuesday's probably the value if you could get nine to two, but again, it's not a race. You know, it's a race that you know I could enjoy without having a bet. Indeed. Lenger, what are we saying? Well, since Paddy Tony sacked his gardener and got Penn and Teller to grow his fucking carrots, he's ridiculous. <laughs> 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 At least he's not down, been down the butcher's shop, eh? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you crack me up, mate. You do. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Paddy Toomey, I mean, yeah, that's off. Uh, yeah, it's a nice isn't it? I mean, um, she really tries, does the Kirka, yeah. And I think sometimes you get to this stage of the season, some of these fillies are starting to spring a lake a bit. I think she'll just keep going. Um, if I had a bet in the race, which I don't think I will, but if somebody put a gun to me, I'd think I'd back that potato Kirka, yeah. No, I, I, I see that in the price, like I said, mentioned Tuesday, um, you know, an Oaks heroine. At nine to two, maybe a little bit underestimated considering the the strength of Emily Upjohn in the market in the King George. Um, you know, a, a better race than this. I, I think while that race is running, I'll be down the pre parade making sure there's uh, a lot less daylight around Golden Lyra than there was. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to uh, see if you can spot Adam Norman and and and, and keep him in check. Oh, gosh, yeah, because if you look at the part, we don't look at that one there, don't we? He'll be on the railings with his pants and his ankles. Absolutely, yeah. The dirty bastard. <laughs> and coming on to the Nunthorpe. <laughs> He'll be there Friday, won't he? Yes, coming on, coming on to the Nunthorpe. On the Friday, we've got uh, an interesting encounter. Uh, Royal Acclaim. Favorite for James Tate after uh, and and this I mean I've spoke to several 
sort of, you know, like work watchers and contacts and nudge, nudge, wink merchants. And they're all saying James Tate is absolute, just waxes lyrical about this filly. He says she's just the the best ever. And, you know, that's that's why she's gone off the price last time and, and very well bet um, in the listed race. And the, and also this is why she's probably six to four favourite. He's saying she's just, you know, she's just different class. However... So I went off that price because Tim's arse is deader than fucking Dillinger. I know, right? Right. This is, I want. I want to ask you because because if Tim's wasn't by Bungle in the Jungle, which they tend to regress with age, the Bungle in the Jungles, I, like T- Tim is adamant that that she comes better at this time of year. But but I, I spotted Ascot earlier. I, I thought she looked dead. Do we agree she's dead? Physically, she's a better filly this year. She looks better. She looks stronger. Yeah, she's got a better shape to her. But her performances on the track have been gay. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Because I, 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 it's one of them, I mean, look at the price. 20 to 1. 20 to 1 about a horse that absolutely pissed up in this last year. Absolutely pissed up. It, it was um, off the boil all season and then shags up in an unfair. You know... <laughs> Do you know what? I, I don't think if she's going to be twenties, you you have to you have to have a bullseye on her because it's not it's, it, it's everyone can see with with their eyes and say, well, she she doesn't look any anything like the filly she was last. I agree, she looks terrible this year on her performances. But if if that pop, if this pops up at twenties, uh, you know, a track that suits her down on the ground. Who knows? You know, the fillies are fillies, and you know, if if this came back all of a sudden, you'd be saying after the race, how did we, how did we not have a bullseye on this at twenties? You know, like because on the other side of the coin as well, if James Tatesos gets stuffed, you're going to be set, if you backed it, you're going to be sat there kicking yourself up the ass. So well, it only beat fucking Monday, mate. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, look exactly that. <laughs> Look at the form. You know, he's, he's beat Bondermedge, a, a sprint handicapper. Talking of Bondermedge, I see he's running this week. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, In the opening race uh, tomorrow, yeah. Bondermedge, Anthony, he's firing it out for the 77th. This will beat Chaplin's club's record, I think, for number of... Uh, <laughs> Race course appearances, um, but yeah, um, Platinum Queen though in the race. On the fucking ambulance, isn't it? <laughs> Platinum Queen, two-year-old angle into the race. Can this be uh, the first two-year-old uh, to win the Nunthorpe since Kingsgate Native in twenty in two thousand and seven? Favour for me. You know, well, listen. Earth figures to on be that. fair, there's only there's only been four running it since there's about four running it since then, haven't there? Um, there's been a few. I can tell you a few. Kingsgate Native, um, Radiohead was third, Dinkum Diamond was seventh, Stone of Falco was eleventh, Requinto was thirteenth, Acapulco. Acapulco was second, was second. for uh, for old. Uh, uh, that was second. Wesley. Yeah. yeah, I remember that coming second. I went fucking local. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah, Yalta, Prince of Lear and Chipotle. Chipotle, uh, yeah. Chipotle. Chipotle. Uh, Chipotle. Um, that no, so the Platinum Queen is actually only the fifth horse to try since 2012, then. Yes. She's rated um, up in six. How much did it cost them to supplement? It was it about 40 grand? It would have been around that, yeah. I mean, the thing is, right, I wouldn't rule out this horse. The, the reason why. Um, I don't think the I think the weight for age is very fair. Hmm. Obviously, um, stone, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a twenty two pounds. Yeah, twenty two. Um, and her figures aren't that far behind dramatized. And and I was urging, I was sort of like secretly urging Carl Burke to run dramatized in this because I, I felt dramatized would win the Nunthorpe um, if she'd have turned up with the weight for age. But he's gone for the. Obviously, for the what he feels is a penalty kick in the louder. Um, in in a, in a week, 
Nunthorpe Field, or I, I don't think it's a vintage Nunthorpe, obviously. So I, I think Platinum Queen is, is really in there with the Doyler. Um, could be a big week for Midland Park. It's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. big. They've got the Fav in the sales race. They've got a three to one chance in the Nunthorpe. Could be an enormous week for the, mm-hmm. for the Midland Park rabble. Interesting stuff. Any, any any other thoughts on that race? No, race I sort of would enjoy. I'm, I'm fascinated by the the Platinum Queen. It was forty grand the supplementary fee uh, to get in there. So, I, yeah, depending on the prices, I sort of have a look at her and see if it is a big. You know, weight for age is it's a hell of a lot, isn't it? Twenty two pound. It is interesting. It is interesting. It is indeed. Right, uh, we move on to then the gym crack, which I think is a fabulous gym crack. If the, if the, if if a lot take part, um, I, I think this is one of the best gym cracks we've seen in a while. Um, the front three in the betting, Noble Style, Royal Scotsman and Marshman, right, are absolutely cock solid. Uh, basically, they're taking out 58% of the market which is what eight, eight, just just nearly four to six, eight to eleven, four to six. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, right? I will take eight to eleven, four to six, those three, and you can have six to four, the rest of the rabble in that. Eight, that is value. Eight to eleven, the front three in the market, four to six. There's no other winner than them three in the gym crack. Prove me otherwise, chap. I can't. I wouldn't want it. <laughs> no. Exactly. Sometimes you know. My only, my only wish would be that John would own the winner of the gym crack, so he could make the speech. <laughs> Imagine if was, John's speech. If I was king for a day, you see, I'd, I'd wish John a gym crack winner, preferably at a large price that we could all lump on, and then he could make the gym crack speech, which would be a classic. You know, you know, Andy. I, I once said to Peter Reynolds, I said. Uh, if you've ever got one quick enough for the gym crack, I said, give me five percent of it the night before. And he and he, he said, if I had one quick enough for the gym crack, he said, I'd let you make the fucking speech. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd honestly, I'd pay to be there. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be brilliant. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's there's no uh, there's no. Um, uh, What's his but that is, I agree, that is a good gym crack. Royal Scotsman, Noble Style, Marshman was so impressive, wasn't it? Massive sectionals, oh. massive sectional grip. That's that's got gears. So so you have them three, and then you can who's gonna pack who's back in field at six to that's what I mean. The, the, that the market is miles out. Like four lay me four, I'll have a six thousand win for them three, and you can have six to four, the rest of the rammel, Persian force, all that rammel, the early season two year old rammel. You can have all that. There that's where we're at. Uh, I think in the in the gym crack. Um okay, we'll come on to Saturday. Uh, we've got the uh, Ebor and uh, the City of York stakes I want to look at. City of York, um, massive pride. Fair play to York for this. They're trying to get this to Group One, aren't they? Yeah, four hundred. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, we, we do need a seven furlong Group One. We, we do. do. We really do. Yeah. And and I, I love four hundred thousand pound guarantee. Two hundred twenty six thousand the winner. What fantastic money uh, on offer. Um, the, the field's good. Yeah, it's solid. Obviously, it's not Group One. It's it's you know, it's, but it's good. It's a good field. Um, thoughts on this, chaps? I think it's significant that the shirt's going with sacred rather than sensory joke. Yeah. By the look of things, and uh, I think I think sacred's tailor made for this, to be honest. Yeah, you, you'd like to see. The problem is, you'd like to see it draw, wouldn't you? You know, like like just. Uh, just it's not going to be a huge fail, is it? No, the, there's eleven declared. Probably you're gonna, you, they're not all gonna run, are they? So, you know, you you eight or nine maybe. It's a, for me, it's a recent thing. This about, about the draw. You know, I mean, you go back ten years. There was ten runners round seven at Garth. You wouldn't give a shit what box you were in. No, you won't. No, agree, John. But then again, they could ride them, couldn't they? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they. Um, if it was a bit of rain or one of these thunderstorms hit, I, I quite like Ken Ross. I think he's a smashing horse. I love Ken Ross. Um, but I just, I just think that he probably needs a little bit more under give, give underfoot than he would than than he's going to get. Since he's been gelded, he's he seems to be a different horse. Could do could do that for a few people, couldn't you? 
Yeah. Have a list. <laughs> I've got a list. Of, I've got a sort of mythical bus that I would like to drive, put people on and drive over a cliff. Um, but um, <laughs> there's, a few, there's, there's a fair few on it. It's a double decker. Um, and I think I've filled the first one up now, but I, I was thinking the other day, maybe another way would be geld people. I quite, I, I see John's point about sacred, uh, Sandra, yeah, it's a super race. Uh, even, I don't think we're going to get everyone turn up there, but um, I say if there was a little bit of precipitation, I would be prepared to take a chance on King of Ross. Okay, last race before we go into like any other business that you sort of found interesting that didn't make the list uh, is the Ebo. Um, I, I think Earl of Tyrone is the right fav. I think, you know, like obviously we've we already touched on Paddy Toomey and the carrots. Um, this horse is going forward. Um, nothing not to like. It is the right fav, um, without a doubt. Um, I do like John's uh, uh, analogy on license. You know, like uh, an analysis on that. Um, where are we going with the ball? Any interesting stats, Andy? Any, 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 any views? Uh, well, I could, I've got a load. I can sort of. Well, there's actually only been seven, seven winners older than five since 1979. So I don't think you want to. Uh, the old gits are probably out here. Um, Fourteen of the last sixteen winners came from a double-figure draws. There's only Litigan who came from stall six in 2015 and Mustajir from stall two in 2019, near the... That's interesting, yeah. Near the exceptions to that. So don't let a particular... They've got a fair bit of time to get themselves uh, sorted out. Five of the last 13 winners were uh, wooden by claiming jockeys, actually. So looking for a people to take a bit of, uh, a bit of something out there. Um, 25 of the last 30 winners had a top two finish on either of their last two starts. So you probably need something in pretty decent, in pretty decent form. Um, they're the sort of, they're the sort of main ones. There's actually only been two favorites since 1998, Purple Moon and Fujiara Prince, uh, 2008 and 2020. So there's a few little bits of information, a few sort of stats. 13 of the last 14 winners were age four to six and 10 of the last 12 were age five to six. So four to six is the is the sweet spot and you're probably going to need about 103 to get you in, which fortunately, uh, John's early right, long, long range tip license, which I did manage to burgle a bit of 50s and 40s and 33s on, will run. Yeah, absolutely. 16s currently. So yes. John, John's done the business here. John, your thoughts on the Ebor right now with your anti-pose tip and um, any, any any extra thoughts on the race? I nearly put him in me three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't back anything else in the race, to be honest. No. I, I mean, I, I love your confidence on it. And we said at the time of that Leopardstown race, in fact, the mo- like, like I said, I, ha- I don't usually watch races back over and over again. But it's like I said, the more you watch it, the, the more you think um, that was a that was an absolute spin at Leicester yeah. Sound. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, the, he, I think I think this is primed, primed. I think um, we could, I think we could have an Irish one, two. I'm going to mix a few um, few exotics on the uh, on our friends from the Emerald Isle here because I do fancy another one as well. It's a horse I wrote up in the same column as I wrote Solcom up a while ago, a horse called Akita Sushi, who got an absolutely hopeless ride last time out in a joke race. Uh, it's uh, for the baby Joseph. He's got entries in the Irish St. Ledger, the Long Distance Cup, the Irish Azarowicz, the Melbourne Cup, the Scrabble World Championships, uh, <laughs> the Olympic Games at the moment. But um, he hasn't run that much. Um, and... I thought he ran a fantastic race. Uh, he ran a really good race. You know, that copper horse handicap, at, um, that new three-year-old race they introduced at Royal Ascot. He ran a really good race in that. Um, and that was where I sort of, I, I wrote him up out of that, um, in that particular race. And I think he's got, a, I think he's, you know, he's the the race he ran in last time. Like, Go on, watch it. It was just an absolute joke, an absolute joke race it was. Um, they, they let the winner go. Uh, it was It was ridden by amateurs. Uh, and they were certainly amateurs. Um, they just gave him far too much to do. Um, but he but he ran in that um, that copper horse handicap last last time. The the um, the, the horse who won it was Get Shirty. Um, but that that um, that race, I think um, that race uh, that I'm talking about, um, he won uh, the the first running of that um, copper horse handicap was won by a subsequent Ebor winner in Fujiara Prince. And it just looks as though that long York straight will be 
you know, right through sort of wind up style. So I'm in a good position on license. So I certainly uh, be mixing whatever other Irish horses get in, uh, and a, and a bet on. Um, I'm certainly a bet on Akita Sushi as well to uh, for the boys to <coughs> boys from the Emerald Isle to stuff us once again in our big handicaps. Good stuff, good stuff, Andy. Right, okay. We're we're going to come on to the uh, the last part of the show, which is just basically discussing anything that didn't quite make the list. I'll kick us off. Um, just the one bet that could have made the list but didn't for me was in the five twenty at York, the last race on the card. Um, uh, it's the it's the Mana Quarter race, the three year old Phantom Flight, uh, James Horton, former assistant to Michael Stout. Um, now obviously trains uh, for Jess, John and Jess Dance and this horse shaped extremely well behind New London at Newmarket in in a in what was a very good good handicap and it was very unlucky you know he, he short a room he he was struggling for a run and he he came on really well you could argue that on 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 trips you know he, he was up there with New London. Uh, and we've seen what New London's uh, come out and done since that. Obviously, beat Dover, Dover Legend uh, in the uh, the Gordon Stakes. Um, so that would put me on Phantom Flight very strongly uh, for that York handicap to finish the cards. Obviously, there's no prices, no no bookies are betting on it at the moment. But I I would make that favourite for that. Obviously, on on what that race was. So be interesting to see when the prices come out, chaps. Actually, um, I actually wrote that one up for the same column from that race, Lee, when he was third at twelve. Yeah, he, he got withdrawn at, at um, he got withdrawn at Royal Ascot, which would have been his handicap debut, wasn't it? In that Golden Gates handicap, when he got a bit upset in the stalls. Uh, and then I'll just quickly read you what I wrote there. Um, in this in this particular race, the first two home, uh, they had the run of the race. The first uh, the first two home, as you've already mentioned them, that was confirmed by the sectionals. It was a really steady pace. He had to made it have his ground into a quickening pace. It's his last three furlong time of 34.64 stacks up well against that of the winner, who was 34.61. Um, and he, he was making up significant ground in the closing stage. I mean, slightly, if you look at that race, he also got slightly hampered when he was pulled out for a challenge. His last furlong time, 12.29, was quicker than the winner, showed him in a very good light, and uh, we haven't seen him since then, certainly phantom flight in that last race. Uh, if you're looking one to get out on, if they run it, that uh, might be one. Good stuff. Um, John Andy, then, right? who wants to go first? A- any, any, anything that you could have made the list this week? I've got, I mean, the first race on the card tomorrow is an absolute minefield. Yes. Uh, but there is there is one, and I've got a, a, a stat to go a stat to go with it as well. Um, it's a Kevin Kevin Ryan, um, uh, Kevin Stott horse. Um, was it give it gives a sub? Um, and Kevin Ryan's won that a couple of times. He's in actually in first time cheap piece. They ran him in the Commonwealth Cup last time out this horse and the two of and when um ryan and stott team up uh, in handicaps and they put some um, cheap pieces on them first time they have got a really good record together which if you just bear with me this moment call i will call up for you because it is um it's been quite a decent one over the years i think he's got quite a good draw as well um but it is a it is an absolute mind filler uh, their record together uh, Stott and Ryan in handicaps, first time cheap pieces, 10 from 40, which is a 25% strike rate. As anyone who knows me well, I think strike rates are complete and utter bollocks because um, you have to look at the winners above expected figure and put that into context. That is a positive 5.3. And if you back them all at SP, you'd be winning 53 points. So I think gives a sub might be worth a little bit of a punt in the first tomorrow. Good stuff. Um, gives us some. What what prices are we looking at, Andy? Have you seen any prices? No, I, 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 um, he's in the first first. I'm just looking. Have a quick look on Betfair now. Thirty um, three. He's double carpet. Yeah, probably get probably get his. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, there's a pound there at thirty four on on Betfair, and I imagine that somebody like Skybet or Bet three Bet Denise will be betting down to about <laughs> eight places or something on that. So. Might be. He's actually quite nicely drawn in stall seven. Yeah, good stuff, Andy. 33's cool. Could just be a little bit, um, you know, it's mm. been a good while since, <laughs> since he last won, but so the old cheek is on. Um, 
one of those things, Stott and Ryan, handicapped first-time cheap pieces. They've got a decent, I say, decent record of, you know, 10 from 40 is not too bad. Uh, and they generally trade pretty well as well. Um, they haven't had a, they've only done it twice this year. They've actually, both horses finished fifth, but they both traded pretty well. Uh, they did it with that rogue, the Cookstown Cafu at Thurst last Friday. Uh, and that, that also win a race, but probably when he wants to. <laughs> Yes, good stuff, Andy. John, any 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 extras for you this week that that, that could have made the list? At risk of grinding everybody's gears, um, <laughs> the um, the first race tomorrow, uh, as you probably wouldn't be surprised, the King of Northallerton, our friend uh, Mr. McCarver, was on the phone. Some of the declarations came out asking me for my opinion on the race and would I get stuck into it and tell him what I thought was likely dangers, likely winners, whatever. Uh, and when I completed my work, I came out with this, that Nomadic Empire, on the face of it, looks like a horse out of form, but the bare numbers only tell half the story. The race last time was a mess. He switched far side from an near side draw when middle to far side was where all the action was. But he travelled up lovely in the manner of a horse ready to peak. The key race is the listed event he ran in at Haydock behind Clockwatcher's horse, uh, Rassel along with King of Stars. He was too prominent that day and checking out King of Stars' subsequent efforts. He's acquitted himself quite well since then when given the chance, so that points to their efforts in that race being the right sort of form. He started his season on 103, he's now down to 95. Lee, you put him up off 103 at the May meeting, so what's not to like here with a likely pace collapse on the cards of 95? And the other thing... That right, listen yeah. to this with a likely pace collapse, folks. Yeah. And everyone, there's a north northeasterly tomorrow mm-hmm. of 15 mph, so that is that is like that's three quarters headwind. And so, you don't, you don't, you don't want to be blasting off. There's another one as well for a mental forecast, if you like. Um, Count Dorsey is another that will benefit from the pace collapse if, if it happens. He draws a bit wingy, if you like. He's, he's a little bit towards the stand side. But the thing here, he's reuniting for the first time in about five runs with Thick Dave. And that will not hurt. Thick Dave rides this horse superbly. He knows he needs a long fell at halfway. And he picks him up back onto the bridle at halfway every time he rides him. If he bombs out here, make sure we're back in the minute to take him to Haydock. It suits him better than his mother's milk. <laughs> love it absolutely love that I love the tremendous analysis on that sprint race from, from you two brilliant to um, finish off and the, the there's another, there's another one, one that was like that's Sarzini isn't it Sarzini yeah yeah the, the, the only other one I would, I would mention that I've, I've backed is one I've backed in the Acom and that is Ed Bethel's Oviedo I'm conscious of the fact that Jane Chaplin's probably got quite a good arse in there. I think this is a really, really nice arse. Travelled supremely well on debut at Doncaster. The varying arse is reasonably highly regarded. Never looked like getting near him. This thing cantered to the front at Doncaster. Mm. Um, Ed Bethel wouldn't be wanting to tilt at windmills. He's got him in the Champagne Stakes and the Jewers. I have sneakily took 16 to 1, though. I don't think there's anything like that still available. No, 12 to 1 best as it stands. Good stuff, chaps. Good if you want, and if you want a narrative throughout the week, what about the kilt or the kilt stable now nearing 5,000 winners in Great Britain? Well, they won't be having to it this week. He's four short now, isn't he? That'll, that'll give ITV <laughs> something to concentrate on, won't it? Well, yeah. the natives are all at York. Yeah, fuck the kilt. <laughs> yeah, we're not kilt fans on this show. No. That's we're going to finish at that. Fantastic show, chaps. Honestly, some brilliant analysis. It's it's, it's worthy of better than the bastards. That isn't totally shit podcast. But that's all from us for this show. We hope you enjoyed it and have a fantastic York Evo meeting. That's all from us. Bye for now. <laughs>